0: Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're going to finish up a series I started a long time ago called Vineyard Verses. Uh, I do long series. This, one I, this is the 23rd session, so, uh, so that's pretty long. We're going to start a brand new series next week called Living is Christ. I'm looking forward to that. I've been working on that and really started studying um, for that. Uh, on the, I, I was away. Uh, Alice and I were away week and two weeks ago on a cruise, um, we got invited, pretty cool story, by a ministry called Convoy of Hope to go on a cruise to Alaska. And uh, they invited us and paid for the cruise. We just had to sit in on some meetings. It was good because I wanted to learn about them anyway. I was actually looking for information about them when all this came up. And so we, uh, we got an eight-day, seven-night cruise to Alaska, which was really cool out of the deal. And we had a great time. And, um, and so anyway, before we start, I'm going to show you a little thing. In the future, I'm going to talk more about Convoy Hope and some stuff we can do to partner with them. But uh, um, today I'm talking about the second half of loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And I'm going to be making some points about loving ourselves and why that's important and what that looks like and that, that we're better at that than a lot of times we think we are and um, because we sort of put ourselves in the, in the center of everything. And one of the illustrations I generally use for that. And when we're talking about that is I will take a picture of a group and I will show it to the people that I just took a picture of and I will ask them if it's a good picture. And all they will do when they look at that picture is look at themselves. If they look okay, it's a good picture. They, have, they don't even take time to look at anybody else in the picture. They only look at themselves. It's really kind of funny to watch because that's how we evaluate things. And if I did it today, you would do that. Well, speaking of pictures, I have a few pictures I want to show you and I want to I let you know about these pictures. Um, So there's, my wife has this standing thing that I don't take good selfies, it's it's just not my, selfies are probably for younger people or people that figure it out, and and so I I never get it right, and you know, and then I have trouble seeing it anyway, so now I've gone out of my way to take purposely bad selfies, and so I have some, I have some bad selfies to show you from my trip, just a few, let me see if we can get them up on the screen if that's going to work. Okay, so this isn't a selfie. That's me taking a picture of Alice, who's taking a selfie. But that's the first day of our trip. We're all fresh. Everything's ready to go. We're up in Miami waiting to get on a plane to fly to Seattle to go make this cruise. All right, what's next? Okay, so (laughs) that's me and Alice, and that's the Seattle needle out the bus window. Pretty cool, right? So that's a... (laughs) What's next? That's the cruise ship, and that's my finger on the lens, even though it's not a selfie. What's next? That's us in our room, so, yeah. so uh, just so you get a feel. Go ahead. What's next? That's our view off the dock, which is off the little balcony thing, which is pretty cool. There's me and uh, one side of me. I think that's my good side, so that's okay. What's next? <laughs> so that's that's Kevin and Debbie. They're the Vineyard pastors in Miami. They got invited to Script too, and you can see who the other two are. Great selfie, right? What's next? That's the first time we got off the boat that's that's Ketchikan just so you can see that in Alaska go ahead give me the next one yeah that's me Alice is there believe it or not that's her head next to me fish house these are bad selfies what's next (laughs) Alice is in that one too she's right below that thing go ahead give me the next one there now that's like really look it out I think that's in Juneau Okay, so you're getting a picture. Go ahead. Oh yeah, so that's a good picture because somebody else took it. So I put one good picture in here. That's uh, that's on a glacier, believe it or not. We took a helicopter over to that glacier and walked around on it. That was pretty cool. If I if you ask me what the coolest thing was, it was probably that. It's that blue. It's wild. All right, go ahead. I don't want to bore you. That's us on a train up into the. You actually go into Canada on this pass, this summit pass up in. Uh, uh, Skagway. So that was cool, and that's a great picture of us. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> that's on the train, too. <laughs> go ahead. That's on a bus going to some gardens. <laughs> go ahead, give me the next one. Also, oh, these gardens are pretty, so <laughs> you're going to see some great pictures here. <laughs> these, this is in Vancouver, Vancouver Island. This is really cool. Go ahead, you can see how great pictures I take. Give me the next one. There you go. <laughs> That's a fountain and my forehead. What's next? Yeah, that's me again. <laughs> and Alice. Can you see Alice's head? That's a tree there at the garden. I don't even know why I took that. What's next? Yeah, that's some more of the garden. And <laughs> she's in there again. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me the next one. Okay. That's the last one. That's Miami on the way home. It's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and we've been flying all day since, like, 6. Everything was late. And... Uh, I think she mustered a smile, though, so that's good. That's me waiting on the luggage. So, again, not a selfie, so I get it nice and centered. Okay, so now you know all about our trip. And uh, you know about bad selfies, and I I worked it into the whole thing. So, today, oops, I never started my timer. Uh, So all that was extra time. Um, (laughs) So, anyway, uh, what we've looked at and and what I want to close with. So, in in this last part of this series, we've been talking about loving God, with all our heart, I said that was our control panel. Loving God with all our soul, that's our personality and emotions. Loving God with all our mind, that's our knowledge, wisdom, imagination. Loving God with all our strength, living by trying to do the next, ring, next right thing. Two weeks, three weeks ago, when I spoke, I should probably at this time thank Pastor Billy for stepping in and doing such a great job for two weeks. Great to have somebody like Pastor Billy and Angie here, along with the rest of the staff uh, when I'm gone and uh, uh, stepping in, Uh, but last time I spoke, I talked about loving your neighbor, uh, and I want to finish that up today, talking about loving ourselves. The scripture reading is Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Uh, and so we're going to zero in, at uh, this time in Mark 12:31. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So that's what I want to talk about today. Um, we talked about loving our neighbors. I want to talk about loving ourselves and see how they tie together. Um, so I already gave you the pictures, but, fancy real quick. Uh, yeah. If you can smile when things go wrong, you have someone in mind to blame. What do you think? No? It's just a thought. There may be no excuse for laziness. I'm still looking. Nothing. Wow, these guys just really flat. Hospitality is the art of making guests feel like they're at home when you wish they were. Let's hop in. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about, first point in your notes, is this. You know, we're talking about loving ourselves. What does that mean? Self love. What's it all about? What does it mean to love yourself? And uh, um, the command in verse 31, C, is to love your neighbor as yourself. I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, there is someone that I love even though I don't approve of what he does. There is someone I accept, though some of his thoughts and actions revolt me. There is someone I forgive, though he hurts the people I love the most. And that person is me. And, uh, uh, you know, I love the way that Lewis puts things. And um, uh, there's this underlying concept here of what Jesus is getting at. Uh, uh, The commandment here isn't to love ourselves. Uh, The commandment is to love our neighbors as ourselves. The thought is that we already do love ourselves. And um, one of the ways that we know that is that we, we take care of ourselves. You know, if we're hungry, we get something to eat. If we have a need, we try and meet it. Uh, if we are treated badly, we think it's unfair. We try and do something about it. Um, we do these things because we are thinking about ourselves. It's, it's part of who we are. It's our, it's our nature to walk through this life with, with us at the center of the universe. Uh, and so it's, it's part of what's in us to do those things. And so he's, he's not, Jesus isn't commanding us to love ourselves. He's assuming you already do that. And he wants that love to be the basis for loving your neighbor. Now, this is what Paul's talking about in Ephesians 5, 28 and 29. When he says, in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. And so the idea in that verse is that all of us are seeking, you know, to take care of ourselves. We're, we're seeking sort of our own uh, happiness and that's the idea behind loving ourselves it's it's our desires to experience um, you know uh, uh, a happy life and and this is true of people who are turning uh, to all sorts of things that aren't good for them in search of being happy Uh, you know people don't turn to activities that aren't good for them because they don't love themselves it's that their idea of what will make them happy is wrong It gets off track it gets derailed and so it's our, it's our nature to do what we think will make us happiest in the moment. That's the idea behind uh, loving ourselves. And see there's, um, in, its, in its right spot, it's a, it's a God-created concept. Uh, in and of itself, it's a, it's a good thing. To hunger for food is an evil. To want to be warm when it's cold or cool when it's hot is an evil. To want to be liked by others isn't evil. Um, these were traits that existed in humanity before the fall. And, and so they're not evil in and of themselves. When it, when it becomes um, evil is, is how it impacts us when we deal with this command that Jesus is giving us. Because self-love can become self-focus and even self-obsession, and that's when we get in trouble. When, when, when we become selfish instead of self-less, we're, we're moving in a direction that we're not called to and it causes issues in our lives. And so what we have to know, secondly, is that this thing's not all about us. So while we have a tendency to put ourselves in the center of the universe, um, we're not in the center of the universe. We talk about this all the time. He is. Jesus is. and And um, he's the noun in the story and we're adjectives describing him. We, we, we're not at the center of things. And so we, we have to be aware of that concept and we have to make sure that we're working at that um, in our lives. Uh, you know, it's, and I always say this when I say it's not all about us. It is some about us and that's good. You know, he loves us and he cares for us and he wants us to experience full and abundant life, but, but not at the center of... Of the universe and we won't experience the life that he has for us uh, when we we stick ourselves in the center. He needs to be the center of our lives. Uh, Paul says in Philippians 2, 3, and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Now, when we, when we look at this part of this commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, that word there, as, is a, is a significant word. And, and so um, if, we, if we really take what's being said there, it will cause us to look at, uh, at life in a pretty significant way. Because what he's saying, he isn't saying you should get all that you want to be happy and then with whatever's left over, you should kind of help out the, the people that are around you. It means we're to to love our neighbors as ourselves and in effect with the same energy, with the same passion, with the same commitment, with the same focus that we tend to approach life with when we're mostly concerned about making everything work for us. And, And when you take in what's being said here, here's what begins to change. See, if if, you, if you're in the pursuit of trying to make your life work in your own strength and constantly pursuing things based on, you know, sort of worldly happiness, a great, great thing that Pastor Billy over the last two weeks talked about what real joy is. Um, so if, if we looked at that commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, and we, and we took it in, um, it, would, it would mean that we would, to love others that way, we would be equally concerned and passionate and committed and focused about their needs and their wants and their happiness at the same level that we care about it in our own strength. And, and so if, you, if that's true, then, then well, could we ever achieve our own happiness? If we're spending all our energies trying to make sure everybody else is, is you know, experiencing those things we're experiencing, can, can we ever, you know, get there? It would be, be completely overwhelming to take that in at that level, and yet that's what it looks like he's saying and, and here's what you have to know in order to, to take this in the way that he wants you to take it in. He didn't start with that part. He started with loving God all in. And, and so what we have to get to is that real happiness, the, the idea behind the joy that, that we talked about here in the church for the last couple of weeks, is found, this is point number three, in loving God all in. So you have to start with that. You have to start with loving God all in. Mark 12, 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And so the deal is that, that you have to realize that happiness life what we're all searching for deep down um, the, the longings that we have can only be found when we're all in with God. You can't find them in anything else. And so if you're, if you're consumed in trying to get everything right in your own strength and and just taking care of those things that you think are gonna make you happy um, you're never gonna really find happiness and and so you you're you're gonna miss the point but but when you take all the desires uh, and the longings you know God gives us longings of this this love we have for ourselves and we we focus it all on God all in heart mind soul and strength and He begins then to satisfy us in a way that we never could in our own strength. See, your, your, your self-love is, is only really fulfilled as you focus your life all in on Him. He's the source and the only source of real, full, abundant now and forever life. And so as we, as we become aware of that reality that that life is only found when we get him in the center of things, when he becomes the focus of of our life and and we're after him all in, um, that we realize that's what we've been looking for all along. And and with that then, our desire is that our neighbor also, people who who don't yet know him would begin to know Jesus in this way, um, so that it would begin to impact their lives. And, And so the the, the, the reality is that, that we have to make sure that, that we, we get this idea of loving ourselves um, in the right spot in our lives, which is, is really to, that, that we're only going to ever be fulfilled as we love Him all in. And, and then everything begins to change. See, it's not that we have to try and get all the people around us, you know, in the, the same sort of situation we are with all the material things or the worldly things or those other things. But what we want is we want them to come and know Jesus, and that becomes our heart. Now, don't hear me say that all those other things are wrong. They're not. You know, it's great for us to have uh, hobbies and, and passions and pursuits and, and things that we do, and we live in this amazing place, and whatever God gives us the opportunity to enjoy it, we certainly should. Um, but, but the reality is, is is while those things are, they bring a moment of, of enjoyment, real life's not found there. Real life is found in our relationship with God. He supersedes everything else. He, he's what makes everything worth living. When we get that, then it's like, okay, that's the pursuit that I want to help other people know. I want to I love my neighbor in that same way that I love myself in the understanding that I only ever found life when I came to know Jesus. And, and see, this is even more important in the times that we live in. Um, the world's a mess. It's, it's hard to watch. You know, I, I, don't, I don't do the cable news channels and everything. I told you, I, I actually turned all those off in 2008. One of the best decisions I ever made um, because of all this spin. But I listen to headlines, and I, I read the Internet, and I, I see what's going on, and it's, um, it's like every day there's something that's horrific, uh, and... Um, and, and I realize that, you know, our only hope is Jesus. And, and that the hope that we have in this world is that as we introduce people to Jesus, that light overcomes darkness. But that's what we got. You know, we, we can get all caught up in there in our opinions and in all the, and the stuff that people get into. But for me, it's like, you know, I, I want to just stay focused in this spot where I understand that the only hope that, that there is for any of us is relationship with Jesus. Everything else is, is what it is. And, and in that spot then, to stay in a place where, where um, I, I can live life in a way that I have opportunities to tell other people about life in Him. And, and not to get outside of that. Because I get that that's where life is found. See, that's, that's where everything is found. That's what makes a difference. You know, in my own life, I can tell you that, that it's, it's only in Him. I pursued so many things in my life before I came to know Jesus. And even in, in my journey, you know, I have gone off in my own strength and tried to make life work. And it always, by the grace and mercy of God, brings me back to that place where I, I know it's only in Him. That, that life is found, that the full and abundant life comes in him, it comes in a in a daily walk with him, it comes in you know uh, being all in and, and pressing in and praying and reading a word and hanging out with him and enjoying life you know and experiencing the the kind of joy that that billy 's been talking about that's you know' it 's not all laughy skippy happy it's a it 's a reality that he 's with us and for us, and that 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 we we just continue to move on in him and that We have lives of purpose and meaning that we're called to. That's going to be what this next series I'm doing is all about, how amazing it is that He gives us these full and abundant lives that are only found in Him. And and so, you know, my encouragement, my hope um, for all of us would would be that we we think about this idea of of what it really means to love ourselves and and that being able to, to get to that spot where we understand that all life is really found in loving God all in and that that becomes then the, the heart we have for the people around us and that we begin to experience life that way enjoying all the things that he's given us and the things that we get to do and all that other stuff but but knowing deep down that that's our heart that's our mission that's what we're called to that's where we find life is is living this thing out for him and, and so um, you know with with everything's happening my encouragement you know, you just, you just plug in and stay focused you know, take time in your prayers to lift up uh, the, the mess everywhere and, and to pray for the people involved and um, for people just being so stressed and, and, and pressed out of measure and um, pray for wisdom and, and pray for a revival and, and pray that God would move into this mess and, and bring people in large quantities of people in the relationship with him so that they might know life. And, and so that's my encouragement and that's my heart for all of you as we, we look at this stuff. And, and uh, I'm going to wrap up the series with that, you know, and what that looks like and, and uh, hope that it makes a difference in all of our lives. Um, next week, as I said, we're going to start a brand new series, uh, in uh, Living is Christ. And I'm looking forward to that. and uh, I, I think you uh, will, will get some good stuff out of that in the future. But that's good for uh, me today. If you're watching my video or on the webcast, thank you. Um, come and visit us when you can. If you need prayer, go to the website, keysvineyard.com. There's a prayer page. We will pray for you, and uh, God bless you.